It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Upfront program for this uh, Thursday morning, July 20th, 2023. Roger here. As I am, I'm here Monday through Friday. I'm not always on the microphone. Uh, on Mondays, I supervise my brother uh, on his program to make sure that the content is... A, you don't believe that, do you, Chris? Huh? <laughs> you believe that my brother... That's a full-time job, supervising uh, Dick Boucher. <laughs> you believe my brother has full control over his content, huh? I think so. Anyway, I'm here in the building sipping coffee. And then John Breen is here on Friday, but... Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we uh, we get together. On Thursdays, uh, we uh, have, by uh, invitation, Mr. Uh, Christopher Boulay as our co-host. We must like uh, what he does because he's been here, uh, uh, I don't know how many years, but a long time. Hi, how you doing? Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. I don't take that invitation for granted. I assume uh, every week maybe I won't be back. Oh, you never know. Be back. Yeah, they could, ca- ha- could happen to Tucker. Could happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there, there are no no guarantees in this life. Welcome to a program. It's a talk show. And therefore, if you would like to talk, you can. 769-0600-766-1380. And we'll uh, put your call through. And um, you can comment. And we, uh, you know, if you want our comment, we'll comment. If you just want to say something, uh, you're welcome to do that. And uh, and then you can tell us. And when I'm through talking, don't comment on what I have to say. You can tell us that anyway. And you can send us an email up front at WNRI.com. Short of getting phone calls and emails... We have our own little list, too. Um, now, we, we choose these topics um, not because we're that genuinely interested ourselves in them, but we think that they have a broad appeal to our, our audience. And so, um, and so we bring up these topics, like the one that I'm going to ask Chris to bring up right now. Topic number one this morning, Mr. Boulay. Well, when we bring up topics, we're talking international, financial uh, U.S. based. But this one that grabbed my interest is the one you read this morning. And I actually hadn't seen it in the paper until you brought it uh, to my attention. And it's the uh, NBC10i team. Attorney General is taking lead in the Sabina Maddow's nomination form investigation. So if people are listening now and they were listening earlier, our lieutenant governor has got a problem. It looks like in Newport and Jamestown, people are saying that signatures were being fabricated for her for her running for a first congressional district. <clears throat> Very interesting. And you pay attention to this much more than I do. I, I, I lost track. 17, 18 people running for that position. And she's probably got the greatest name recognition of anyone. So if you think about anyone who wouldn't have to fudge their signatures, it would be her. So now... It becomes typical Rhode Island politics. We see where it all goes. Was this just a rogue person and she's going to have 8,000 signatures and one person got lazy, didn't do it? But now we've got a situation where the Rhode Island Attorney General, Peter Nerona, who we both know very well, is investigating. And if you can like Peter, you can dislike Peter. I happen to like him. But he hates political corruption with a passion. So if this was orchestrated at anywhere at the top, there's a big problem. It could be just one isolated person. We don't know. Then you take it another step. In my personal opinion, uh, McKee used Maddows to offset Nelly Gobier for the Latino vote. And he ran, even though the governor and lieutenant governor running separate tickets, they ran as close as they possibly could. You watch him separate himself from her, if there's any teeth to these allegations, it'll be so fast. He would drop her so fast and say, you know, I don't, we don't run as a ticket like we do in a lot of states. It's her campaign and my campaign. So I'm watching very interestingly. And I don't think anything I said was that, um, Clairvoyant. I think this is what's really going to happen. And, you know, there is no love loss between Peter and, uh, and the governor as well. Not that that would affect the investigation. But any political corruption, uh, Narona puts that as his number one priority. So I'm watching very carefully, and I welcome, we welcome any calls or any comments from folks. And there's an indication that the Maddox campaign thinks that this is just going to wash away by this statement issued by not her, uh, but her campaign manager, Brexton Isaacs, and, and this guy, 
Isaacs uh, has run. He he was he's not like uh, from Cumberland or <laughs> or uh, or Glendale. Uh, he's uh, brought in. He uh, helped run the campaign of uh, of Mr. Uh, Dan McKee, and also he has run other campaigns across the country. He's been brought in to manage her campaign. He said. While it is clear we have submitted more than enough signatures to qualify for the ballot, that seems to be the only thing that he's concerned about. Uh, I'm deeply troubled by what has been reported in the news. <laughs> and um, maybe what he's saying is that what's been reported in the news is inaccurate and unfair. I don't know. But uh, anyway, they, there, huh? <laughs> yeah, they think they, you know, if they have enough signatures, it'll all blow over. She'll be on the ballot. And we'll keep uh, the campaign rolling along. And we'll see if uh, she gets a free ride like um, like uh, others have gotten a free ride. I think uh, I think uh, one of those would be uh, Senator Miller, Josh Miller from uh, Cranston. I've, you know, when, when he um, when he paid his fine and gave his donation to the Rhode Island Food Bank and when he uh, did restitution for a car that he keyed at the Garden City Shopping Center. Dominic Ruggiero, the Senate president, said, well, it didn't have anything to do with his state house work, and we hope to see him back at the state house carrying on his agenda in January. And that's how the Senate president regarded his uh, activity. It, it seems, uh, you know, not to pick on Josh Miller, but the stuff he's done in the past, it's almost impossible for him to be un unelected. I mean, he's done some really tough stuff mm -hmm. and um <clears throat> this is just why why would you key somebody's basically they had a uh anti-biden uh bumper stickers is probably what what happened and he, he decided to key it I, I don't know i think for somebody that old to, to be so immature and to do something like that and uh and i'm at garden city once in a while too i yeah, so am i <laughs> yeah, i don't want that stuff happening to right. my car i like to go to garden city and uh chapel what's the chapel hill is that the next one yeah, over yeah. Uh, the number the most successful uh shopping center in new england mm -hmm. based on square footage and volume and is is uh garden city yeah i was talking to jeff kamash about garden city the other day what's interesting about garden city is that when i was a kid and my parents were riding me around. I was in the back seat. Garden City was there. And and so it, not only is it one of the oldest shopping centers, but it keeps reinventing itself. And that's what I get, give credit to Garden City. You go there. It doesn't look like an old shopping center. They keep uh, doing this. And, I mean, it is really well done uh, today in 2023. And it was well done back in 19. 53. Absolutely. I was talking to one of the managers at Providence Diamond, and they expanded. They moved right down the street, and the, he's like, we have no consideration of moving from here. It's unbelievable the volume that they get. Try, try to find a parking spot on a Saturday. And as a result of Garden City, other shopping centers uh, right across the street down this, uh, you know, have uh, developed, and, and they, too, uh, have been successful on, on their own. Uh, good news for uh, the Cranston tax base. Well, Mr. Boulay, we have a caller. Okay. Are you ready to go? I, caller I think, number one? I think I am. All right. All right, we'll press the magic button and see uh, what uh, this person wants to share with us. Hello there. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I don't see what's so hard about it, and I've done it, okay? But yeah. you, you put in your paperwork that you're going to run for office. You go down to City Hall, and they give you your quote-unquote walking papers, and it's basically a list of um, voters. Registered voters. It gives you their address, their name, what party affiliation there is. You're knocking on a door that's got a registered voter behind it that's in your party. How hard is it to get that signature? Excellent point. Good point. I mean, I've done it. It's not hard. <clears throat> I mean, so why would you even fake it? I mean, like I said, I've done 100 signatures in a day for, for what was it, Savino Matos? Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the person that we're talking about. Yep. Yeah, I mean, she's got to have walking papers. She must have that list. She's got to have volunteers that take that paper and ask people to sign it. Why would you have to fake something like that? There must be enough 
You would think so. And from what I'm hearing, best case scenario that we alluded to is this this is a one off isolated incident of somebody who just didn't want to go door to door and faked it. And that. I think there's, you can have some damage control because there'll, there'll be nobody to give up at the higher levels when the Attorney General investigates. So that's, prob that's a possibility, and, and we'll see. But <clears throat> like we said, well, Raj, what is it, 19 people running? I, I've lost track. Uh, there are now down to uh, 13. 13, okay. So the 13 I people, I can't think of anyone who has more name recognition than her for, for, in the 1st Congressional District. I just don't see why it would be necessary to do something like that. I mean, if I can go out and get 100 signatures a day, I mean, for her to get 500 would be like snapping her fingers. I don't see why it would be. Right. That would be necessary at all. I, I mean, agree. And, and, and it's interesting because when you think about the 2020 election, there are pockets of issues where... Um, there were drop-offs where they had the phones being pinged, and the same person came 38 times in one day, and they let that go. And there are th things that look very suspicious in Wisconsin and, and in uh, Pennsylvania and, and what have you, in Ohio. But this is something that's very tangible, that it's very easy for the Attorney General to investigate and say, look, you know, this is, these, this is not my signature, and, th and then go from there. It's just a lot easier than what was going on nationally, which obviously has... Uh, uh, more, you know, great deal more importance. By the way, Chris, on another subject, right? Hello? Yes. Yep, we're here. We're here. In, my state representative has told me, because of my input, that they are actually looking at putting advanced nuclear generator, advanced nuclear power in Rhode Island. I don't know how serious it is, but these calls, these calls and talking about it and concentrating on has some effect, although I can't really know how much of an effect. But someone's at least taking some notice. Yeah, it, 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 it's really, it's really, really important. And as much as we like to pick on the Biden administration, it's easy to pick on. And I think. For the most part, the energy secretary's incompetent. She was asked early on, you know, what's the output of oil used in America? She had no idea. She is talking about nuclear. And if you can convince the tree huggers that this is probably the best thing uh, to save the uh, environment is to take the re uh, to reduce the need for for um, for oil doing it this way if they can get that message across because an energy supply as you know better than than most it, it's the importance of, of a lifetime for a country it's so so important and if we can get people to recognize it and we had a roger had a um I had somebody running for Congress here a couple of weeks ago. They talked about Three Mile Island, which was 1979. Talked about Chernobyl, which was 80s. But when those accidents happen, they're really bad, and it's something for the tree huggers to really focus on. But, yeah, what you're saying, and nobody's disputed, and we appreciate you pushing it. It's great for the country. Thank you again. And I will call the next one who's running for Sicilian's position. If I'm in the car and they're on, you better believe I'm going to call them and ask them about it. Thank you. We Have a good day. It. Thank you for listening. We are moving on on the Upfront program, and let's go to another caller and see uh, where your thinking is lying this morning. Hello. Hello. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Good. Hey, so I would bet my life savings that the whole Sabina Matos uh, signature thing is it's a nothing burger. I can, I can guarantee you, like the previous caller, I'd help, help my neighbor collect signatures and Sometimes you have people help out. You don't know them that well. You know, you trust that they're decent people. They, you know, they say, hey, I, I'm a supporter. I'll, I'll support your, your campaign. Can I help out? And the thing is, I, I know politicians have a background check on these people because, you know, it, you know it, people aren't banging down your door to help out. So when someone, when someone seems nice and they say, hey, want to help out, you know, nine times out of ten, unless, they're, unless they seem really like a liability, people will say yes. And, you know, just go to the door and ask them politely for a signature. And I guarantee you this person who who did it, probably, it, it, there's a couple scenarios. Either they were doing something nefarious, which is possible, uh, or B, they were being reckless, meaning that I personally witnessed somebody once sign four signatures for everyone in their house. And <laughs> I didn't say anything, but when I went down and turned them into the board of canvassers, I put an asterisk next to each one, and I said, these need to be striked. And just, said, um, no problem. just for your information, uh, this particular person who... Uh, collected the signatures is um, 
an operative. Uh, she is uh, she is a field organizer, and uh, she worked for uh, Dan McKee. As a matter of fact, she appeared in one of Dan McKee's commercials that attacked uh, Ashley uh, Kalis. Um, so she is not your your volunteer from from next door who um, who wants to help uh, you collect signatures. This is uh, somebody who uh, has been involved in, uh, shall we say, the political structure. So they knew Holly Sakala McLaren uh, was not, um, you know, just a, a casual volunteer. This was a person who uh, had been around the political world. We'll and, put it that and, way. And she was also paid was like six grand for the uh, Providence mm-hmm. uh, uh, to uh, fund the pension plan with uh, borrowing yeah. Yeah, yeah. for that campaign. I just don't, didn't want to let you think that she was uh, an innocent bystander. Oh, no. Well, thank you for the context, Roger, because the thing is, I only read the initial article, so mm-hmm. I haven't read any of the follow-ups, so mm-hmm. I didn't even know the name. So, But um, either way, I you know, uh, again, like the, like the previous caller said, though, there's so many registered voters to get votes from. It, it's like it, when, if somebody does sign a dead person's name or maybe the relative or something, these things, it's just... Now, I'm not going to say it, it wasn't. Maybe she just thought, hey, I'll just let it fly, right? But... I don't. Know, I'm just saying. At the end of the day, I don't think it's going to turn out to be anything. Well, we um, we 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 uh, we know you listen regularly. We appreciate your calls, and this is. I think this is going to come to fruition very very quickly because um, we again we know who you know who who did it, um, and uh, there'll be some calls by the assistant attorney general talking to these folks, and I think we're going to know very quickly what's going on. So uh, let's talk and say two weeks we'll know i don't know about you chris but i'm going to take issue with our caller and say this is not going to blow over and it's going to have political ramifications and like chris said let's uh, talk about it in two weeks and you can say i was right boy was i wrong i don't know we'll see <laughs> thank you thank you we will, we will see thanks guys talk all right bye bye and, and i'm glad you did that not to be overly critical of myself but i didn't paint in context exactly what this person was you're right it wasn't uh, somebody who just walked in and said hey I, I i like i like what you're talking about i'll help you in the campaign it's somebody who's actually been involved in politics for quite a while back in a moment at Community Care Alliance, our 500 employees are passionate about strengthening lives. Right now, we have job openings that give you the opportunity to build a stronger community with us. We hire every level in multiple disciplines. We offer competitive salaries, a comprehensive benefit package, including generous vacation, sick time, holidays, and competitive medical and dental coverage. Find out more at www.communitycareri.com or by calling 401-235-7458. Your life experience could contribute to the riches and qualities of care that we provide. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's. Perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available, and Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup, also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. And I've been told by the management at uh, Savini's that uh, we have $1 oysters every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. at the uh, at the bar. Uh, well, for anybody, uh, you can be at a table, too. 4 to 6 p.m., $1 oysters Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And also, uh, this week's uh, menu includes some nice uh, fried clam specials. We have steamers at Savini's Pomodoro. And as a matter of fact, just a lot of seafood specials. 
All right, let's check out the furniture. Christmas in July continues at Johnny's Discount Furniture, 1 Clinton Street in Woonsocket. Check out these amazing specials. Ashley dinette set or plush rocker recliner, regularly priced at $4.99 each, just $2.99. Johnny's carries a full line of living room, bedroom, and mattress sets. Stop by and see their new store with more in-stock inventory than ever, as well as new low prices. Easy financing and short six-month no-interest payment plans are available. Johnny's Discount Furniture, Quite simply, the best place to shop. One Clinton Street, one socket, located directly across from downtown one socket's historic train depot. Call them at 401 765 4942. Hey, the native corn is in right now at Old Orchard. Native corn has arrived at Old Orchard Farm, 505 Old River Road in Manville. In addition, their farm stand also carries maple syrup, honey, Wright's Dairy Farm fresh milk, as well as fresh bread rolls, and other bakery products from Khalees Bakery. Open Tuesday through Friday from 9 a.m. till 5.30 and on Saturday and Sunday from 9 to 4. We're Old Orchard Farm, 505 Old River Road in Manville. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. How you doing over there, Mr. Boulay? Well, I'm in the President's Rhode Island Radio Hall of Famer, so how, how bad are we doing? I'm doing fantastic. Just the way I wrote it. Thank you very much. Um, we have a couple of callers and a couple of topics to bring up. Uh, topic number one and two. Uh, very quickly, um, there was a Powerball uh, winner last night. And guess who lost $74,214,000 in that game? Uh, you? No. Uh, me? <laughs> the, the state of California. Oh. So, California... Tell me about that. California is one of the states, there's a handful of them, Rhode Island not being one of them, Massachusetts not being one of them, that does not tax the uh, the, the winnings of a lottery. <clears throat> so, the person, uh, looks like there's one one ticket won $1.08 billion. Oh, I get it now. Which, yeah. which, which is a fallacy because that's if you take it over time. But the lump sum is estimated at $558 million. California, and we always pick on them because they're a tax cesspool, in my personal opinion, has the highest state income tax in the country at 13.3%. It used to be Hawaii at 12% and California said, hold my beer. And they have foregone $74 million. So I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm going to say in the very near future, some Democratic representative from the state of California is going to try to pass a law to change that and actually tax. Oh, what a, what a intelligent prediction that is. <laughs> Boy, because, now I know why I have you on the show. Because it, it was even worse. The last huge winner, the biggest, was, I think, $2 billion. And that person was also from California. So it's, it's very... Um, Odd that a state that loves to tax their uh, residents to death to the point that they're all leaving and going to Texas and, and Nevada and, and, Cal and uh, Florida actually have that loophole. And I expect that to be closed. But $74 million, uh, which would be very significant in the state of uh, Rhode Island, it's not insignificant in the state of California. And they have foregone it. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. Good morning, Roger and Chris. I wasn't surprised when it was announced there were suspicions regarding illegal signatures for Sabina Matos. I was more surprised we, the people, were made aware, like all other Democrats who got a pass. Matos and her manager will also move on, and sadly, she'll be on her way to Congress to replace Little Davey, uh, I guess she's uh, talking about David Cicilline. Do you think she'll win in spite of it all? There's the question, the bottom line question. Do you think she'll get the stay on the ballot, will not to get out of this race, be on the ballot September 5 and prevail? Christopher Boulay. I don't know who's going to win, but if our prior caller is correct, and I, and, and I think there's a possibility, we, we took both sides of it, that this person was a, was a known entity and a political operative. Why would they do it? Um, if it's limited to their knowledge, and it was only her because she was too lazy to get the signatures or, or what have you, and Matos and her team really didn't know about it, I think she'll survive it and she'll she'll have a chance. I mean, she is a known quantity, and Again, everybody, and I was thinking about this on the way up this morning, 
you, you got to get in there. And then once you're in there, it's so hard to defeat. I was Freddie St. Germain. I think he had uh, 14 terms in a row. And then Makeley would have been in there until he wanted to run for governor. And then Cicilline would have been there as long as he wanted to, for the most part, until he wanted a bigger paycheck. So they're going to put take all the stops out to get in there. And if it's limited... And I think we're going to find out really quickly, like I said, within two weeks, Nerona and his team are going to find out. Then she'll probably survive and, and, and give a, um, a run for everyone's money. And just uh, checking in with Alex and his email, although we did mention it uh, in some some way a little bit earlier, uh, we want to make sure that uh, Alex's words get on the air. Good morning, guys. The lady who got those false uh, and fake signatures was the same one in the Ashley Kalis commercial for Dan McGreed. Talking like a complete buffoon, saying, Ashley, you're not from here. Yes, um, and that was uh, Ms. McLaren. We have another call here on the Upfront program. Hello there. What would you like to talk about today? Well, that, 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 that's a crazy question for me. But let me just <laughs> say I'd like to make a few statements. Sure. Cranston, um, Mr. Leonard, Ramaswamy. Um, years ago, when my mother passed away, I was invited by um, the other station to take part in Coffee Inn. And it was more or less kind of a sausage party there, too. Um, every once in a while, there'd be a token woman around. So anyway, I made the classic mistake of saying that I did not believe that the Providence Place Mall was a good idea. And I went on to explain that there's a limited amount of disposable income, blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't. Anyway, everybody said I was nuts. What's the Providence Place Mall like right now? Well, dangerous. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's, okay. that, that's a good word. Okay. All right. Not only that, what's Cranston like now? Beautiful, right? Okay, so I rest my case on that issue. Secondly... I did something last night that I've never done before. I watched all of, not all of Tucker's interviews, but on my phone. So I watched um, uh, Hutchinson, Asa Hutchinson. Okay, he's a bush boob. Dismiss him. Um, I watched Mike Pence. You know my opinion of Mike Pence, and it hasn't changed. And everybody who talked about his performance afterwards kind of agreed with me. What a phony. I never realized. I thought he was a great guy after Hamilton, and now he was such a phony. Anyway, I was so thrilled. I watched the whole thing about Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What a dynamic, dynamic hope for the future. And he was asked, do you think being a Hindu is going to prevent you? And his answer was beautiful. He believes in Judeo-Christian values, in the family, in things like that. Uh, this, this guy, uh, I was so impressed. I'm still a Trump person. I, I'm loyal to Trump because I think he deserves a fair shake because I've been through on a local level a lot of what he was through. So anyway, those are my issues for the day. And there is a Republican who is running. I believe he's a former Marine. I don't know. So And, and everybody's going to be shocked at this. I don't blame Matos. I mean, you send people out to get signatures. You don't check every signature. You have faith in the people that are going out there that they're not doing anything. So yeah. Be- I yeah, be- yeah. Before before you go, go though, the, yeah, interesting um, about different religions is kind of back to the future when Jack Kennedy was questioned uh, that his allegiance would be to the Pope versus the United States in 1960. Same idea. Yes, very much so, isn't it? But uh, anyway, so those are my comments. And um, nuclear power, I have, I don't know enough, but I know that all this stuff about fossil fuels is about 90% garbage. So, um, it, you know, look at what people do, not at what they say. You're afraid of climate and you buy mansions on islands? Come on, Obama. <laughs> Good point. Bye. Thank you. Bye. You know, interestingly enough, though, um, 
work in downtown Providence, and um, <clears throat> I've watched them all. Um, but you've you made the most important point is they've never reinvented themselves the way God and City has. For years ago, I would go walk around, maybe um, no no lunch appointment. I'd go have lunch at the uh, Province Place Mall, and the kiosk people would would physically almost grab you to pull you in, and they would let that happen. There's only one store worth its salt at the Province Place Mall, and that's the Apple Store. It's the only it's the only Apple Store uh, in Rhode Island, I believe, and they probably don't pay any rent. Because if they disappeared, all the traffic would disappear. But I don't think it's a retail issue as much as it is uh, a reinventing issue. And like you said, you know, the stores that they have uh, at Garden City are, are all pretty much first class. And um, you know, there's been so many, so much talk. I think the big joke that people said is make uh, the Province Place Mall an Amazon's uh, storage center because that's what's crushing them. So my uh, two observations of uh, Providence Place Mall, I've been in it a number of times. A, tear down the garage and start all over again. That thing is, and uh, it's awful. It was poorly designed. Um, and number two, um, whatever security they have, quadruple it and, um, and keep the, uh, the street gangs uh, from Federal Hill and other neighborhoods uh, out, of, uh, out of the mall. And then it may have been successful, but I'm not sure. There's, there's just not enough people who go uh, to, to the Omni and and uh, forget to bring a tie and, and go go to Macy's and buy a tie. There's just not enough people to, to keep that store going. That's that's about all the people who go there. All right. We uh, do you have another topic? Or because we call is waiting and um, uh, very very briefly. Uh, Illinois sheriffs brace for the fallout of, quote-unquote, America's most dangerous law after state Supreme Court ends cash bail. So in Illinois, they're going to end cash bail. It was decided at the state Supreme Court level. No idea if um, uh, if, if the uh, United States Supreme Court would hear it, but it's called an experiment on the backs of victims of crime. And they just feel it's going to go crazy. And you look at Chicago. We use that as a litmus test. You know, 700 people getting murdered every year, murder capital of the world, basically. Um, and this is not going to help. So un- unless it's extreme example of withholding bail uh, of some some nasty crime, people are going to get to walk and and. It's, uh, it's, it's not good, so people will be watching, see where that goes. All right, we have callers waiting, and so uh, we'll press the buttons and get both of them on. Hello there, what would you like to mention on the Upfront program? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, Mantos, uh, just slap on the wrist and, you know, uh, just continue on uh, with whatever she's doing. But uh, uh, you're talking about the uh, no cash bail. Look what happened in New York City. Uh, it's incredible what's happening to our country, and there aren't many people out there that are actually talking about it. Uh, the mayor of New York City, again, is out there saying that we have no more money. Illegal aliens are flooding us. The hotels are full. Motels are full. We can't take in anymore. He never once blames Biden. Never once talks about the border. Massachusetts, though. Now, this may be coming to Rhode Island. Uh, I see yesterday where the governor of Massachusetts now is uh, making the same statements. The hotels are full, motels are full, we're going broke. Oh, she has a different slant on it. She, she wants to go back to uh, before we were a country and the English military, the Redcoats. The citizens of Massachusetts were forced to take each, each person was forced to take one of them into their homes. Well, she thinks that that was a pretty good idea, so she's asking the citizens of Massachusetts to each homeowner to take in an illegal alien or a homeless person. You have your choice. Let, let's start at the top, right? Let's start at the go- yeah. was it governor's uh, mansion. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, but this is where we're at, and this is how bad the situation is becoming. And, 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 and you bring out a great point. It, it, it was signaled out in the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights not, not to let that happen. You don't have to do that. That's exactly why it was put in there. And, uh, you know, but this is what's coming because there are so many of these illegal aliens who have come across the border. And I mentioned this once a couple of weeks ago. I haven't heard it since, and I don't know I don't know why, but there's a thing. The reason they're coming across in droves, and it's not being recorded, 
as coming across the border illegally is there was a, a program set up years ago, I think it was uh, when Reagan was president, and it was called a, a visa parole. And you were allowed to come across if you needed like emergency surgery, et cetera, et cetera, for emergencies. Well, the Biden administration is using this and what the ICE members are doing in between the checkpoints, if an illegal alien tries to cross in between, they just direct them to the checkpoint and give them a visa parole card, which means they're coming in legally but not legally. No. It's a way to get around the system. Oh, ab absolutely. And, you know, people, you get called the crazy, the great replacement theory, but... Uh, in Texas, if Texas ever goes blue, and we talked about that, Texas, you know, 15 years ago was, you know, two-thirds Republican, and then it went down to 62%. I think the last election was like 56%. There's about 40 electoral votes. If they can get that change, that's what they care about. And you talk about, you know, Mattos and stuff, and you talk about, um, you know, the, the change on her, on her page, her first thing is, I'm infinitely grateful to the able to continue our office's mission to work with you and create a stronger and more equitable Rhode Island. Everything's equity. No, it, it's That's not, right. you know, and it, it, it's a message. It doesn't matter your qualifications. It's all about equity. And there's a picture of her with, uh, with Dan McKee. And I wonder how long that one's going to stay on. You know, <laughs> that, so, that won't be there long. Yeah, that won't, that won't be there long. long. And uh, down. yeah, but, but, so we'll see if uh, they catch Dan uh, when he's not thinking and put him on, get some comments from him about this whole thing before the investigation goes, because he'll have a clue what, which direction it's going in. Thank and you. one of us is right. Either it, it's a it's nothing burger, as was said earlier, or it, it's a big issue that could really, uh, you know, hurt her in the campaign. And with the attorney general in it, that's uh, that's a big, big move. Uh, to uh, cancel out the argument that this is going to blow over. We'll see what happens. So um, you could be right, caller. You've been right before, right. but you've been wrong All before. Right. <laughs> well, that's true. Thanks for the time, guys. You're welcome. Just a couple of notes. Um, in our previous uh, caller uh, back, uh, I think she referred to uh, a candidate with uh, some former military background, uh, and yes, there is. There are two Republican candidates who uh, have qualified. So you're going to have your choice. If you're a Republican, you want to vote in the Republican side of the primary between Terry Flynn, who is a former Middletown council member. And the other guy is Jerry Leonard Jr., former Marine from Jamestown. And he is the one I think she was referring to. So yes, there will be um, two Republicans on the September 5th primary ballot. Uh, on the other side, uh, someone corrected me and said, Roger, you uh, have to subtract 13, uh, 1 from 13 leaves 12. And, and true, I, I think I told you that I think there were 13 candidates. Yeah, yes. And um, there actually are only 12, although Nicholas Atelio uh, did get his signatures uh, and, and he did qualify. So he would have made the 13, but he has pulled out of the... Uh, the campaign and said it would be vanity for me to run this campaign. There's no chance of me winning it. So he um, he may be on the ballot, but he is not uh, running a campaign anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I can't raise any money. Right. This is expensive <laughs> yeah. as hell. Yeah. Do, do you know offhand who dropped out of the... Because it was, was it that, that was him. That was a, oh, oh no, it, was it just one? Yeah, just one. I, I thought we had sixteen or seventeen right. originally. Well, the, what happened? Yes, I uh, I can turn the page. Uh, there are a whole bunch of them uh, that didn't qualify. They didn't drop out. They didn't. Um, um, they didn't drop out on their own. It's just that when they counted the five hundred, they fell short of five hundred that they could actually say were. Um, legitimate, so therefore they did not qualify, including a couple of uh, w w better known people, John Gonsalves from uh, Providence, he is a council member, uh, he did not qualify, and there was another one that was uh, pretty well known, I'm looking at the at the list, uh, but so, I... So, uh, oh, Marvin Abney, this is a big surprise, the Newport... Um, the Newport State Representative, who is chairman of the House Finance Committee, probably the most important um, committee in the Rhode Island House of Representatives is, is finance because they're the ones that put the budget together. He didn't qualify. He didn't get enough signatures to qualify. So he is out. 
That's Marvin Abney, state representative from and Newport. They, they, they didn't get enough signatures. Right. So Correct. they asked Sabina Maddows about it, and she goes, amateurs. Yeah. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to the Upfront program. What would you like to talk about? Well, uh, unlike the deepest your subject, here's a new one. Walt Disney is going to redo Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> there will be one dwarf. The other six will be diverse, non-dwarf. And uh, Snow White will now be Hispanic. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking this way. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when good old Mickey started out and we had a TV and all this baloney. And this country is not embracing the past. And I think the past is wonderful because I... It's where things begin. So here's the way I look. Here's the way I look at that. Disney uh, is a private company, and they oh, can yeah. they can take their uh, their stuff and do anything. They could turn uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Snow White uh, could be could be a transgender, and the Seven Dwarfs could be. Um, you know, seven lesbians. All right, and and if they want to do that with their own things, the question is. Are you going to go see it, or are you going to bring your grandchildren to go see it? And if, you know, that's the question. That's, that's a private decision. to rent the stadium, I would have the original version, which I have copies of, and I'd make it free to the public. All right. That's, that's a good idea. Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. All right. Does Disney have free reign to do what they want to do with their uh, their right their production rights? Well, well, yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point. It, it's their capital, mm-hmm. and if they if they want to do that, and then people have to decide. Like I, I said before, I I don't like Disney. I I held my nose one year, and we 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 did one big vacation, and that was it. And okay, I did my duty as a as a parent, but I I, I can't you know I can't stand them and the, their wokeness. But yes, they have the capital. They've got their employees to take care of their shareholders and their customers and or clients, however you want to call them. And they they're, they're all there's a yin and a yang there. And obviously, um, uh, Bob Iger's back. You know, he retired and he he gave the reins to somebody else who's running it into a ditch. And now they're going in a different direction. But they've got a lot of. Uh, folks to, to please and to make sure that their stock is purchased, to make sure that their customers like what they see, it's, it's very true. It's, it's, it's their capital and they can run their business. And then it's up to us to decide if they want to, you know, do that or, you know, support them financially. So my best example of that is I feel like having a burger. I feel like having a hamburger and I've got lots of money in my pocket. I can go to the beef mod. Uh, I can drive out to Bellingham at Outback Steakhouse. They have a burger. It's just three times as much as the beef bond. And, and, and then I could go to Longhorn up in um, Sutton, uh, the steakhouse, and I can have a burger which is twice as much as the Outback burger. And then I can go to uh, the uh, seaport in Boston at Smith & Walensky and have a burger which is 15 times the price of the beef bond burger. Guess what? It's my money. <laughs> I can do what I want. And sometimes you do stupid things like that, right? <laughs> right. I had a steak at the house last night. It was very, very good. And I said to my wife, this is a steak that we could pay $75 for at, um, at a, a fancy restaurant. And... Um, she said, you're right. I said, we'll let Chris Boulay do it. <laughs> I was going to make a joke. You go to Fleming's and, right. and, and point to me. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for my next invitation. Hello there. Welcome to the Upfront program on WNRI. Yeah, good morning, uh, Roger. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Not too bad. We're, we're cracking ourselves up over here. Bring us back to some serious conversation. <laughs> I don't know. You could always go to Wahlberger's Burgers if you wanted to. <laughs> oh, yeah. And don't forget Five Guys. Yes. Yeah, you can, well, uh, how they can get that much for a burger is beyond me, and some people swear by it. All it right. Must, it, it, it must be the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be something. It's a burger. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this is quite an interesting snafu with the, uh, uh, with the lieutenant governor yeah. and her uh, campaign people. 
Yeah, and like I like I said, um, I think I uh, I underplayed who, who it was, and, and Roger laid it out, and I kind of filled in a little little uh, of the blanks there. But yeah, this is not somebody who who just showed up and said, uh, yeah, I, I want to help out. I, I like I like your message. This is a political operative, and why this person should know better. And this person was involved in McKee's, all that stuff. So, and, and then Roger, you know, put the cherry on it. it the Attorney General is not looking into this if there's nothing here. That, that if, it, if there doesn't appear to be anything here, I, I don't think it gets uh, Nerona's attention. Well, if, if, if I was a candidate like Steve Casey, I would challenge all her signatures and have them go through with a fine-tooth comb. Well, he doesn't have to. Uh, somebody else has already done that. So uh, he, I saw Steve yesterday at a function, and I asked him, I said, are you going to comment on the uh, on the situation with uh, Sabina Matos? And he said, I'm, I'm going to kind of let some, a few of the other candidates um, um, make some, uh, you know, make some comments, and if, and if they do what I have in mind, well, then uh, then I don't have to uh, comment. We'll let the process take over, and the process is taking over. Once Nerona gets involved, um, he ain't gonna let you go. It's like uh, it's like having uh, you know um, a uh, a snake around your neck. <laughs> well, put it like this. I mean, I know a little bit about challenging signatures. Mm-hmm. I had a state representative taken off the ballot by the Rhode Island Supreme Court in 1994. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and uh, you know, and like I said, you, you, you win at the local level, the state board basically, you know, yep. plays politics, then you got to go to the Supreme Court to have it done. All right, we got to move on. Thank yeah. you for, Thanks, for, for appreciate the time. It. Back in a moment. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expensive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out our Taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a grumpy sirloin steak, filet mignon, or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner, all charbroiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a grumpy's experience today. All right, uh, you'll find uh, Grumpy's in South Bellingham, and we want to remind you they do have a luncheon menu, six ninety nine, seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine, depending on um, your budget, and also uh, you look at the menu and and uh, depending on what you feel like eating, and it's a wide choice. And if you don't find anything on the luncheon menu that you like, well, that's that's not an issue. All you have to do is uh, go to the um, uh, regular menu, and you'll find something good. Thank you. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. All right, work from home and this property on Victory Highway in North Smithfield at 619 has got everything, including the main level has a nice, generous office space. You know, sometimes when you're looking for a home to buy, uh, now that people work from at home, it's just as important to have an office, a real uh, office that you can turn to. And then you walk out of the office and to the rest of your house, and that's where you enjoy the Corinthian, uh, excuse me, not the Corinthian, the uh, Corrigan countertops, the hardwood floors, the great dining and living room. Check out this property. 1304 Victory Highway, North Smithfield. Scott McGee has it. 639-2906 is his telephone number, and he'd be more than happy to show it to you. One more announcement, and uh, it's Ciro's. The patio is open. Ciro says, let's be happy again, Wednesday through Sunday, with our appetizer and drink specials till 5 p.m. $6 appetizers, including chicken tenders. $6 well drinks, including our tequila margaritas. Oh, that's my favorite. $6 sangria specials and daily draft specials at Zero's. And then there's our lunch specials, served Wednesday through Sunday, starting at noontime. Pick a sandwich, pick a soup, and the price is $10.99. Specialty sandwich combos, pick a sandwich, pick a side, only $12.99. Zero's, downtown Woonsocket. Let's be happy again at Zero's of Woonsocket. Patio open for the summer. listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. 
Now, let's get back to the panel. Uh, we covered a lot of bases this morning, but uh, we still got a few more minutes. Uh, Chris, uh, do you have anything uh, left on your, uh, on your? I know you do, on your topic list today? Well, one of them I'm watching with great interest, and I, and I mentioned, I'm not actively protesting the fact that Tucker Carlson was let go. I, we just, Amy and I just don't watch Fox anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we just don't. But one thing I'm watching very carefully, which could be a huge win for the liberals and the anti-Fox people, is that Ray Ebbs is suing Fox News for defamation over January 6th claims. So Ray Ebbs uh, got a lot of uh, playtime on Tucker Carlson and Fox News. He was there during the January 6th, uh, 2021 riots or insurrection, as people like to say. And he was filmed... Uh, trying to aggravate the crowd to going into the Capitol, yet he's never been charged. And there's been reports that there were FBI agents uh, hidden in the crowd, and they did nothing to stop anything. And when Ebbs came out and said, let's go into the Capitol, the crowd called out and said he was a Fed. So... What um, he's never been uh, arrested. Uh, if, if he's been interviewed, it's been kind of on the QT. And now he's saying that he's going to be actually arrested for his role in the January 6th issue. Hmm. And he's saying that uh, his life was ruined by Tucker Carlson and this is false. Something's got to give here. So this is going to be, you know, you had the, the Dominion voting issue. You've had other issues. You're going to make mistakes. You know, 60 Minutes had an issue years ago with cars blowing up and what have you, and they survived it. But if Ebbs is actually correct, I think this is a really big blow to Fox News. And I don't think he is correct. So is he going to ask for prosecution so he can get $500 million from uh, Fox News and then have, have the Justice Department drop it? But you've got people who really did nothing uh, in January 6th, who actually spent months and months and months in jail and were held as political prisoners. This guy is filmed trying to get folks into the Capitol and trying to incite a riot, and nothing happened to him. So I think it's extremely unlikely that he wasn't involved. But um, you and I, I'll have to take a step back and, wow, we make assumptions when we see things in print or in the media, and we could be wrong. But I'm going saying here that, that this is all I call BS and EBS, and I think he was uh, acting as an informant. Trouble is in the news. I'm telling you where not to go this summer. City of San Francisco, it is probably the worst tourist destination when you get there. Uh, have you been to San Francisco? I have. Right. When you get there, nobody's there. Stores are closed. Um, some people call them bums. Some people call them something else. All over the place. Panhandlers. Hotels are closing. Restaurants are closing. Fisherman's uh, Wharf is dead as a doornail. San Francisco, yeah, might be a great place to stop. And change planes on your way to Tokyo. <laughs> and, right. and you know who used to be the, the mayor mm-hmm. of San Francisco is Gavin Newsom, who ran on the ability to fix the homeless problem. And he, he really didn't do that. Um, big companies are, are, are leaving California, leaving San Francisco. Um, Oracle which is synonymous with, with San Francisco, has left and went to Austin, Texas, and, and they left. And uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a garbage pit now. It's, it's unbelievable what's happened uh, and how they let that happen. We'll see you next week, okay? My pleasure. I look Good forward day. to it.